Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Nathan. With me this evening, I have Jordan. Hey. Emily. Hello. Nicole. What's up? And Justin. Hey there. We are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. At the end of every episode, I name a village idiot who has to do the recap next week. Last week's village idiot was Saf, played by Justin. For uh, the reasoning was for uh, wanting so desperately to get their hands on a gem and not even inquiring to see whether or not it was magical in some way for being sold at such a high price. So, Justin, what happened last week? Shit. Yeah, Justin, what happened last week? Uh, I'll give you a hint. You were on a boat. Um, okay, yeah. It's flooding back. Um, we picked up where we left off at the Bulwark Isles on the boat sailing away, and we spoke about our memories. So there was that. The memories that you had while you were being saved by the White Keystone after the explosion of Joss the Dragon. Indeed, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, Not just talking about old memories. Yeah. We're just hanging out, <laughs> reminiscing. That was most of the last episode. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen glory days playing in the background. Yep. Yeah. Summer of 69. Uh, then we spent a long-ass time trying to decide how to go about getting to the archives and we decided to end up going through Lux. So Fear left us off at the docks in Eastern Lux. Fancy town. Nate decided to have us doing a haggling episode, which made me the village ow, idiot. Ow, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> I am just... I I am the the NPCs who give you the prices. You, sir, are the one who chose to make it a haggling episode. It was just going to be a shopping montage. That was NPC knowledge versus uh, DM knowledge on how much gold I had, though. You were just you just wouldn't stop. You uh you put too much faith in me and me actually keeping track of how much gold you all have. <laughs> That's valid. He asks me questions all the time that I feel like, as the DM, he should know the answer to, and it concerns me a little bit. <laughs> Listen, I am not in charge of what you have on your person. I am in charge of what everyone else has on their persons. Well, luckily, I didn't spend a single piece of gold on that amazing tourmaline necklace piece because I wasted two energy balls, energy stones, to get <laughs> Energy <that>. balls. <laughs> energy balls. Dragon balls. You- yeah, you gave you gave the the three and the five uh, Dragon Ball to uh, this <laughs> three and the five NPC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's going to come back to bite me in some way. And then Scarlet decided to uh, that she wanted some dragon plate armor, so she intimidated a shop folk into uh, making it for her overnight. I do remember that. Then we just kind of decided what else we wanted, and I know Agamir and I got cool pauldrons made from dragon scale. Pauldron pals. Pauldron pals. Yep. High five. That's what they'll call us. <laughs> um, Agamir also found, uh, he found like a notch in the wood on a tavern saying basically that if you want help, come here. 
Hey, uh, I remember the name of the tavern because I wrote it down. It's the Lonely Elephant's Pub. So, um, mm. nice. Good job. Just get you? that out of the way. <laughs> I'm doing my job. I did. You want to know what's in the pub? I'll tell you. I'm a good. Spoon room. Yearning for a spoon. Oh yeah, spoon. the spoon room. I forget. Yearning for a spoon. So we met a fantastic bartender there, and he helped us into a back room where there was a kobold. And we found the resistance, the Knights of Halartha. Not, not everyone's there though. I'm not there. I'm in the front. But oh yeah, you couldn't come back there with it. Yeah, yeah because the the twins can't break line of sight with Scar. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty convenient. They're called the Knights of Halartha, huh? Um, <laughs> anywho, and what are you all trying to do right now? Why are you trying to get to the archives? To find the twins. The Big version of my shield colossi. We are looking for answers. The Amos. And the, yeah, <laughs> answers. Two questions. The writings of Halartha. We are seeking that out. Well, it's a good thing you found the Knights of Halartha. It is. Mm-hmm. Maybe they know something. You know. Seems is. like a good place to start looking. We should ask them if they know what they are. You should. For everyone listening at home, this is how you... Uh, make the uh, a two-piece puzzle for your characters <laughs> so that uh, how you say they can't miss it yeah and we're definitely known for needing that shit <laughs> i'm joking that's not why i'm doing it that's not why they're called the knights of Falartha. it's just funny anywho so yeah you are in the um it's it's not a um so you know imagine a split level home where you walk in and you go up three steps and you're in one floor and you go down three steps and you're in another floor. This room that you're in where the Knights of Halartha are is down those three steps. Ah, oh, you guys are in the finished basement. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, it's not a, a basement so much as it is a floor that's... A landing? Crawl space? Yeah, it's kinda. kind of a cr- kind of a crawl space, not quite a basement. It, it's hidden under the stairs, the entrances, so cool. it's just kind of offset from the rest of the pub. So it's like we're Harry Potter. Like. I literally was just going to say that. Damn. It's a bit Someone bigger. had to make the Harry Potter. I know. Book. I was like, like where Harry Potter slept. <laughs> yes. Uh, fewer spiders, more rugged looking individuals. Uh, more space. <laughs> nice. So you, you are now in this hidden place. The door closes behind the three of you. Drew, Agamir, and Saf, and the... The kobold says, so, uh, what kind of help are you looking for? For the life of me, Nate, I cannot, I did not write down the name of the kobold. Did you say his name was Vaughn or something? Va. Va. The fact that you even remembered that closely of it is impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. At least one yes. of us is kind of paying attention. I do not remember the, uh, the bar, the bard keeper's name though. Oh, you mean Telen the Humble? That's right. Okay. All right. So y'all need to ask them about Halartha. So. Hey, you guys know anything about Halartha by chance? Would you happen to know who that is? Uh, it's the I name was of... so kidding. That is not. Okay. I was like. Uh... <laughs> They're called the Knights <laughs> of Halartha. And you literally just said, ask them about so, Halartha. So in character, I don't know. Agamir would be like, uh, it's good to meet you, Va. Like, I, um, so, I've never heard of the Knights of Halartha. Do you have a pamphlet 
Yeah. Well, well, we're we're pretty new. We really just oh, we're more of a. Well, answer your, no, we don't have a we don't have a pamphlet. Then a flyer, then. No, no flyers. We we, we don't Business exactly. card. No, no cards. Mission statement. No mission statement. <laughs> uh, inspirational poster. Uh, no, he does slide you a piece of paper uh, across the table. It looks like what you would recognize as a dollar bill in real life. Your character doesn't know what it is. And then you look at it, and it's got writing on it on the opposite side. So you know that it's not printed money. It's Halartha Bucks. We can only use it at the bar. <laughs> uh, no, the joke was it's. it looks like you're getting a tip when you're at a restaurant, but it's not a tip. It's like a Bible mm-hmm. tract. Yeah, I yeah. That was the I, joke. I thought my joke was. He funny. doesn't. He doesn't do that either. <laughs> it was Emily. Thank you. <laughs> we could uh, rack up hella Halartha bucks. Yeah, let's go and do. <laughs> Halartha bucks or ten Halartha bucks is one copper. Oh, oh boy, that's a terrible conversion rate. <laughs> so wait, there is a conversion rate. I'm writing this down. You get one Halartha buck whenever you sell a ream of paper. <laughs> Anyway, okay. So, Va, we, we're trying to get to the archives. Why? Have I told him yet that we're fugitives? I hope not. You asked him about fugitives out of fellows, but you didn't technically specify that we were the fugitives? Okay, and then we established that we could trust him. Basically, so what has happened is you all co- have come into the uh, into the Knights of Holartha subchamber, and uh, Agamir asked about hearing about any escaped fugitives, and then asked about the Knights of Holartha. What was his response when I asked him about um, the fugitives? It was nondescript. He doesn't seem to care much about the fugitives um, and he hasn't heard anything and he's not really letting on that he knows anything about fugitives. Okay. Well, my newly acquainted friend, my friends and I here are in a bit of trouble, but we are looking for the archives to find some answers that we found there to, to find answers to some questions that have been raised on our most recent excursion to the Bulwark Isles. Hmm. Okay, um, let's see. Well, we don't much like the Lore Keepers, so we can't really get you in quiet. But, um, gotta follow me. Is this all of you? No, we have a, a, a friend up still in the bar. Go get him. Well, that's kind of an issue. Why? Do you know, uh, well, I guess he's in on it now. We've come this far. <laughs> Do you know what a shield colossi is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those big statues. Real big. They all look the same. Or at least there's a couple of different ones. But they all look mostly the same, yeah. Yeah, we got three of them upstairs that uh, she's keeping an eye on. Uh, they move. Uh, I'm sure they don't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> About that. Do we have, like, a scrying spell where we could, like, show him? I have an energy stone in my bag still, probably, right? Uh, yeah. So I pull out one uh, one more energy stone and I show him. 
that uh, you know we mean business. Mm. I'll follow you. Hold on, I'll be right back. He, he scurries away, and he comes back from. Hey, wouldn't you know it? A back room, and uh, there's a uh, heavily hooded figure there with him. You can't see their face, but you know that they are fairly tall. They're medium sized. Don't like that. Uh, we're gonna have to keep my friend's um, identity quiet. So yeah, they're they're gonna follow us, and uh, we're we're gonna go up. Okay, but just hold on one second. He slides a, a panel from the the door that you all came in and looks out. It looks like the coast is clear, so he opens the door and rushes you all out of the uh, the sub-basement. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, okay. You're all out. I follow as quickly as I can. All right, where's your other friend? Uh, do I see Scar? Yes. Yeah, I'm in the front by the windows. With um, Ord and Sokoba. Yeah, I walk across and I just, I I tap on Scar's shoulder and I kind of make the head gesture to, to come on with us. Yeah, I got you. So, as Scar starts moving, you hear some loud rumblings outside the window as she moves her way across the tavern. Is that, what? It's, what's happening? Did you all, do you all have a giant friend or? Sort of. Gloss, it's, it's the gloss eye. Yeah. Okay, well, do you, do you mind if we go take a look at him? Sure. Feel free. I would like to roll an insight on the kobold. <laughs> We're all like, sure, that sounds good. And Sav's like, mm, maybe we should ask a question. Mm, my techno babies. <laughs> um, can I ask Agamir? Like, can I be like, who's the guy in the hood? Did you see his face? Oh, the hooded guy. Yeah, who's the guy in the hood? Oh, uh, no idea. Uh, so I rolled a 13 to insight just to kind of see whether or not they have ill intent in their, uh, in their voices. You, you sense no ill intent, uh, from the cobalt. Uh, the cobalt is the only one speaking. Vaz, the only one speaking. The hooded figure has not spoken as of yet. Can I go? How far, where is that person thing? Medium sized person thing? The hooded figure is very close to Va. Can I go near it? What do you what? What's your end game here? What would you like to do? I want to ask it a question. Okay, yeah, you can get close enough to ask a question. Okay. Who are you? They don't look as if they have uh, hurt you, or they 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 make no motion to say that they have. Heard you, they're not acknowledging you. Yeah, I don't like that. Like, at all. My my cop senses are tingling. Can I, like, nudge oh, them? Sh- sure. Go go for it. Like, be like, be like, hey, who are you? You hear a sharp shh from under the hood. No, don't like that. Can I tear the hood off? Oh, my God. No, 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 no you cannot. <laughs> Why? That, if Scar why? goes to do that, I I, I will like reach Snatch out your back. Be- <laughs> no. Okay. How is it that we've been through all the dumbass shit that we've been through, and you're totally cool with a random hooded figure? No. That won't show themselves. The rebels are always good guys. 
I feel, I feel like there should be. It's a loaded statement. There's a middle ground here between uh, figuring out, like, like asking them who they are and snatching their hood off. Like, we can ask more questions or ask other people who they are. Like, I feel like just going in and uh, ripping people's clothes off is just not the way to handle this particular situation. Okay, uh, can I roll to see if I can decipher from just from the sh, whether it's a male or a female? Sure. Uh, roll me an investigation. Okay. Um, nineteen. Okay, you with your investigation, thinking back on the shush, you believe that this is a female under the hood. So we all good. Hmm. So is that okay? Are we good? <laughs> is that what you're looking for? Fine, I won't pull the hood back, but I'm Thank you. I'm sticking close. Okay. Like blue. We had this conversation via our eyes, I wanna say, in character. Like <laughs> Yeah, Drew's gonna like Drew sees my hand itching and she looks <laughs> she throws me the, the <laughs> like the mom daggers, like we're trying to make friends here. You do it. <laughs> she like holds her head back, purses her lips, she's like and her eyes just like widen, like they're popping out of her head, like no. Nope. Yes. <laughs> yes, very intimidating. Mm-hmm. That's the fear of God stare that I used to get from my mom. Yes. So you all head outside with um, Va and this hooded figure. Mm-hmm. All right, you uh, get outside, and the the shield colossi are at the mouth of an alley that's next to the pub. Uh, I say an alley, but don't think of like a dirty New York City alley. Excuse me? One of the clean alleys <laughs> that you like, you know, people eat in. Yeah, it's clean enough to eat off of. Like San Francisco. Yeah, it's a, it's a San Francisco alley. Talk shit about New York. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk shit about New York. JK, JK, New York's scary fuck. <laughs> scary as fuck. When we turn the corner to go into this alley, do I see Amal Farrick? Yeah, Amma Farrick's there, and the other two Ammas are there as well. Or the other two relays are there. Okay, I'd like to mentally ping Amma Farrick and say, keep on your guard. If there's trouble, be ready. I am always ready for trouble. Okay. You hear in your head. I smile. Uh, You get no uh, reciprocation from Amma Farrick, for he does not have a mouth to smile. (laughs) <laughs> you get a weird look from Agamir, who doesn't know why you're smiling. <laughs> so you hear the the hooded figure turns to you and says, May I? Gesturing towards the uh the shield colossi. Uh not until I know your name, friend. I don't have a name, pal. <laughs> why are you all being so secretive? Surely you gathered by now who I am. Do I know who they are? Well, we'll see. She takes her hood down, and uh, it's a familiar face, for sure. It's Professor Ravenridge. Oh, oh shit. Oh. oh, shit. I run up, and I give her a great big hug. Oof. Um, yes, it's it's good to see you as well, uh, Seth. Oh, that makes sense. Knights of Hlartha, and she went to, she's a teacher at the Hlartha College. I, I got your letter. And uh, we have a great deal to talk about, but first we need to 
We need to take a look at these shield colossi for they should not be moving. We haven't seen anything like this in, or heard anything like this in quite some time. Uh, so please, may I? She gestures again at the shield colossi. May you what? Uh, oh, inspect them. Touch it. I guess. Yeah, just don't go opening up any of the panels or anything. Oh, wh- why not? Is there... I don't like that. Is there danger within the panels? Yes. What sort of danger? It'll explode, because you're not me. I... <laughs> what? I, I don't... I Is don't... that how it works? believe that that's true. Yeah, well, they're mine, and I don't like people touching things that are mine. Okay, and this... This, this one here? You were cool in preschool. Also, for those listening at home, Dorena Ravenridge, and so those listening and absolutely no one else here, <laughs> Dorena Ravenridge is Dr. Milo's best friend uh, and was featured, I think, starting in our 10th episode? Episode, like, 20-ish. When we got to Entepa, yeah. And um, well, was it 20-ish or was it, like, around 13? Well... 12, actually. We, 12 or 13? Uh, we caught wind of her in episode 10. We met her in episode 12. Titled, This is the Story of a Girl. And uh, she disclosed that she's the one who gave Milo the tip about Tor, and that's the scene where, like, Drew did the whole hand thing. Oh, yeah. Where I can... With the shepherd. Yeah. I, I made her go into the thing and... Any... Any bells. <laughs> Let's ring in any bells. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tons. Where are you going with this, though? He knows that I don't know who Torino Ravenridge is. Uh, oh. She's the one in the I experimentation have chamber. zero idea what's going on right now and no clue. You don't remember us going to visit her at the college? Okay, we're going to do a quick recap here for one of our... Um, <laughs> recap. <laughs> Wait, Emily, really? After all that, you still don't remember her? Does this make me the village idiot? Village idiot's recap. <laughs> okay, so a recap for Emily. Um, for the listeners. <laughs> for the listeners for, and no one a else. recap for the listeners who may have missed episodes uh, 12 through 14, let's say. So the party had just finished fighting the phase spiders in Intepa that had been wreaking havoc on one of the courtyards. And this is right after Yendak, Safina's father, begrudgingly gave his blessing for her adventure. And they headed to the Halartha University of Ultimate Knowledge, which is where Dr. Milo worked as a professor. And they met with uh, Dorena Ravenridge, a professor of arcane mysteries. And they, at this point, there was an amulet that Saf had that Drew was kept being compelled to try and get. And that amulet had the mark of the shepherd. And this amulet was gotten in episode like three or four from the tomb of Idrindon. So, after talking with Dorena Ravenridge, trying to find some answers about Dr. Milo and that expedition to Tor, there was a scene where uh, Professor Ravenridge took the party to an experimentation chamber or an observation chamber 
because the party was concerned that Drew kept lunging for this amulet and they wanted to find out why. So they took her to this observation room to try and figure out why and put Drew and the amulet in the room together. And that's where Drew met the shepherd. The symbol of the shepherd, the eye of the shepherd, uh, was burned into Drew's hand. Forgot I have that. Yes. So at the end of all that, a few episodes later, Saf sent a letter off to Durana Ravenridge uh, in episode 22, looking for more information on her grandfather and giving the information about a golden mantle from Fellows, Kelvin, who seems like, quote, a bit of an ass. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I did write that, didn't I? Yeah, because that was when we found out that he had spent time in Tor about 10 years ago before he came to be a copper mantle or a golden mantle. Or whatever. Yes. And this, uh, that letter was sent prior to Safina learning that Kelvin did in fact know her grandfather, Dr. Milo. So memories refreshed. Let's get back into it. You're welcome. Is it though, Emily? I vaguely remember some of those things you said. So <laughs> I was here for it. They happened to you. <laughs> and I'm so glad they're recorded and I can listen to them. <laughs> Just defrag that memory, get the old stuff out. I'm trying, I'm not trying to be a dick to her, but I'm just like hella suspicious of just everyone now. I can't imagine why. Yeah. So like, even though she's probably like real sweet and she's fine, I'm not fine. (laughs) And I don't trust nobody. So I don't want her to like open up the panels and like poke around and shit. I don't want her to fuck with my twins. Okay. So in that case... I'm a ferret to talk to her. I get that feeling from Scar. And I say to the professor, these two are hers. And I point to the (laughs) twins. And I point to Scar. And I go, but this one is kind of my friend. And uh, all you have to do is open up your (laughs) mind a little bit. He puts his stone hand up and goes, eh. (laughs) <laughs> friends friends is a strong word co-workers <laughs> he shrugs as best as a shield colossi can he can talk out loud he doesn't talk just talk in his mind you know he cannot talk out loud oh i thought he talked out loud why did i think only he only loud? telepathy he only has he doesn't have any speakers oh yeah that was what it was we talk <laughs> can talk out loud to him if we want to yes you all can talk out loud it's very strange if you don't <laughs> So I, I say to Doreen and Ravenridge, I say, you have to open up your mind to let Amo Ferric speak with you. And I say out loud, Amo Ferric, this is Doreen and Ravenridge. She may be able to help us in our journey. Uh, I'm, oh, you say that to Amo Ferric. Okay. I thought you were saying that aloud. Uh, Amo Ferric says to Saf. Absolutely. And he turn. you see him physically turn towards Durana Ravenridge. And um, that's unsettling. You see a look of confusion come over Durana's face. And then she re- seems to relax a bit. Oh, my. <laughs> well, um, uh, may I? Amoferic? And you see... Uh, 
Amoferic still looking at her. And she says, ah, yes, excellent. She goes over to him and uh, pops open some of the panels and kind of pokes around and says, well, well, this is extraordinary. I never would have thought I would see anything like this in such working order. This is fantastic. She seems very excited in a very scholarly way. And she looks in uh, the leg panels, the arm panels, opens up the back panel and says, so this is where the attunement stone would go then? And she looks at all of you. I flip open my notes and I go, Dorena, I have so many notes. (laughs) I have so many notes. (laughs) But yeah, basically I, I tell her that's where the attunement stone goes. Excellent. Did you take that instruction manual too? Yes. Yeah. We took the that. old common instruction manual. Yes. So she says, well, this is quite a remarkable discovery. Um, so who else knows you have these? Just a boat full of people. Well, that we trust. Yeah. There's the boat full of people. There's all the lizard folk on the bulwark aisles. Probably every vendor we went to today. There's, um... <laughs> yeah, they're kind of obvious. Like, we're not... We're, 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 we're being terrible people. Can you imagine if we just, like, dressed them up in clothes and stuff and tried to pass them <laughs> off? Like... Pass them off. <laughs> These just are just a, people. Just a big baby. Yeah. <laughs> are you implying that this person in this very pretty hat is a not human? <laughs> well, Excuse you, you. You all joke, however, that could be a viable solution to hide these well most um excuse the expression most um civilians are dullards and wouldn't notice if i had to guess unless they were looking for something like this so you're actually suggesting we go buy them like large sized common clothes scarves big flowy (laughs) clothes well, if you look at them, they look about, she backs up, they look about the size of a rather large Goliath. Maybe, well, the twins are a little larger. Go to the big and tall Goliath section. <laughs> yeah, point us to the big and tall store. Where's the trench coat store? A very small giant, perhaps? We're probably going to need to go to bigger and taller. Biggest and tallest. Yeah. Biggest and tallest. Maybe it wouldn't work so well is there a way to hide them so amoferic has full control over his shield colossi whereas the twins here go where i go and are always about what is it like five feet away yeah it's always like five feet behind you unless there's uh, line of sight. It's not going to actively try and break down walls, but you get a sense sometimes if you're not sitting by a window, they're going to try and get in. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I say that. We've just barely found a place for ourselves to hide. We don't. We don't know how we're going to conceal these, or we don't have a, anywhere to bring them. Ah, uh, well. Um, let me see. Some of my associates inside might be able to help with that. Um, Are we not just hanging on to these until we get them somewhere, right? I want we're trying friends. to get them somewhere. Yeah. Well, I think what we're trying to find the, the twins, like the the spirit bit, the soul part to right. the stone. The ammo. 
but we to find where they are located, we need the answers yeah. um, from the archives. That's right. I'm like, just remind me of our of what we're currently doing. Okay, thank you. Wherever we leave, if we do have to leave them somewhere, we're gonna eventually have to come back to that place. Who knows how far we gotta travel? That sucks. Like, what if we gotta go all the way across the dang world? I don't want to leave them anywhere, but the ability to have it so that they don't have to be right in your eyeline, or the ability to like maybe turn it on and off would be nice. Well, turning them on and off, we would just have to take out the attunement stones. Yeah, that's the only way. Well, that is one thing. I, I mean, I would want you to have access to them. They seem like they would be fairly... She looks warily up at the twins, good in a fight. I see it seems like you all are the sort of people who may want a fight at times. <laughs> what? <laughs> she looks directly at me. <laughs> I, I put away the dagger I was fiddling with. <laughs> correct, correct me if I'm wrong. I am not often wrong. Yeah, I'm like picking my teeth with my morning star. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like a big toothbrush. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> I'm a badass like that. So, um, Va, can you do me a favor and go in and go get um, Brunek from inside, please? Va scurries back inside the, the pub and um, comes back a few minutes later with... Um, Brunick, uh, and Brunick is a, a an old, old, old uh, human man, and uh, he has a very long beard, and he's got a bald head and so many wrinkles, um, and is How dressed. Many? What'd you say? How many? So many. You're not supposed to, it was supposed to be like it's set up for a joke, like how many does he have? At least 21 wrinkles. Wow. And now I have to write that down. Thank you. I rolled for You're it. Welcome. No fewer than 21. At least 21. At least. So, uh, Brunick comes out and says, Dorado, what is it? What? Why am I outside? Why did you bring me out here? And um, she gestures at the, uh, the shield colossi and says, Do you have anything to make these smaller? Temporarily? Or permanently, and then it can be reversed. Probably not permanently. Uh, I. Well, he looks like he's falling asleep where he's standing. He's very old. I remind you. Well, let's see, I have something. Uh, mm -hmm. Brunick. Yeah, no, yeah, I have something. <laughs> um, need both of them small? Yes, yes, Brunick. Both of them small. <laughs> yes. Wait, what about Amalfare? Well, Amalfare can move freely. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. Ah, uh, let, me, let me see what I've got in my pockets. When she says small Brunick, she means like my size. No. Right? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, no. I could make him smaller if you want. Like Funko size. Army man size. No, I want them to be my size so that they can still fight with me. I can make him itty, itty bitty. No, I want him to be army man. You don't get a say, Drew. These are mine. <laughs> I want it to be like a Pokemon. And then you, you, you can like throw it out and it gets bigger again. And then no. it can fight. Well, That's my, encapsula my encapsulation system isn't working like it used to. So <laughs> I can't, what is I can't make him 
I can't put them in, inside a container and have them pop out. Drew turns and looks at Scar and she's like, but imagine though, like just imagine <laughs> tiny little stone men though. How cute is that? Yeah. Can we have that? No. I swear to God, you never my let us size. have any fun. My my encapsulation containers don't work right now, so I can't do that. But I do have, let me see. He's rustling around in his robes. It looks like he, the robes are multi-layered. And each layer has a bunch of pockets in it. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay. Like, it'd be uh, awesome if they were, like, a little bit taller than me. Uh, well, no, maybe on this side. So they could flag, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Flank, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Flank. Oh, here we go. Here it is. I found it. And he pulls out two. Um, they look to be about copper coin-sized. The coppers that you use for currency exchange. For goods and services. But they're about copper-sized, and they are... But they're silver. They're like a shiny chrome silver. Uh, they don't have that weathered patina like silver coins do. So, he says, so this here's uh What do you call it? Um, this, well, I call it a smallifier. So you, you take it. And you put it on whatever you want to make small, and you take it off when you want it to be big. Can I adjust the size? Well, I've, I've been working on it, but it's either, it's either really small or regular size. I'm okay with that. That's a good compromise. Yeah, so here's, here's what you do, and he goes up to one of the twins. He shh. He shuffles up to one of the twins, and he slaps it on the thigh. It's the highest point that he can reach. He says, so you put it on, and then he twists it. And you twist it, and you see the shield colossi immediately reduce in size to about the size of a cat. Oh, my God. I love it. Drew's ah! freaking out. Very yes. upset. Yes. She loves it. It's great. Uh, and it's smallified. You can pick it up. And he picks it up. His weak little arms. There it is. It's smallified. And then when you wanna when you wanna bigify it, you just make sure you set it down first. <laughs> That's important. He sets it down very gingerly. Yes. I've forgotten so many times. Oh my god. Oh, these brittle bones of mine there. It's a good thing I have friends around to heal me. And... <laughs> oh, God. So, so to bigify, you twist it the other way. And you twist it the other way, and it, the, the shield loss side grows back up to normal size. Damn. You can only do that once a day, though. So uh, use it sparingly. Here, I'll give you two fresh ones. And he hands you two bigifiers. Or, sorry, small fires. <laughs> it's like uh opposite <laughs> cool so these are these are fresh you can only you can only make it small once a day and big what one once a day Brunick? yeah yep, yep <laughs> once a day big ones a day big ones a day okay so if it's small and we make it big we can't make it small again that day we have to wait once a day yeah uh yep. okay I don't know exactly how that's going to help us a lot, but, like, thank you. Yeah. 
You know, back in my day, I used to make these things all the time. I would ju- thank you, thank you. Um, that's all. That's all we need. Says Dorena. She ushers him back inside. Uh, Va, can you help? Can, can you help? I forgot what I named him. What was his name? Brick. Brunick. Brunick. Can you can you lead Brunick back inside, please? Yes, I can. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, Brunick. And they go back inside. So I put I put the things on there their legs just so that they're there yeah that works you can reach higher than Brunic can yeah so you could put it up on its like torso or something if you want to so it's out of reach of smaller members of the party yeah so no one else touches it <laughs> mine listen we got a lot of like i've lost everything on this journey i don't have a lot of things I take I take what I get seriously. <laughs> that's valid. That's that's fair. I'm sorry you've lost so much. You are a copper mantle, correct? Was you yes. Have your yeah. And Drew, you've you've changed as well. Are you feeling all right? Are you autumn now? Uh, I don't want to talk about it honestly. Uh, but yes. I am, but you know, bright side. Bright side is that I kind of look like a tiefling, and now people aren't trying to cut me open. So there's that. <laughs> and how's your hands doing, dear? I hold it up. How's it doing? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't asked about it. It looks the same as the day that it was marked. Okay, so it hasn't like healed at all. It doesn't look like a scar or anything. It at this, it still looks like I just got it. Mm-hmm. It's all that mosaic from that symbol, yep. right? Okay. Okay. The eye of the shepherd. I hold it up and like show her. Do you say I can bring people back from the dead now? What? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep that little secret between us for right now. Well, I might have some some questions for you a little later on, Drew. Why don't we all go inside uh, and not draw attention to ourselves out here on the streets? Sure. You want to go in? We got the spoon room. I'm sorry, what? We got the spoon room. It's the one with the big bed. Just go in there. We we might have booked the intimacy suite. What? I look at her maybe by accident. Oh. <laughs> Just convenient being all in the same room, you know. I'm sure it isn't your fault. Tellen is, um, well, he's Tellen, we'll say. <laughs> he, he means well, for sure. Um. So, uh, yes, by all means, let's go inside. Uh, Scar, did you want to smallify the, your, your guardians there? Very begrudgingly, yes. Yes. I do it. Okay. And uh, she turns to Amo Farrick and says, Amo Farrick, are you going to be, where, where will you be staying? And you all hear in your minds. I will stay in the alley. I can fend for myself. He sounds pretty passive aggressive. Is that just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably. Uh, what's just going on here? Is that's he actually okay voice. with it? <laughs> He's actually okay with it. He is some sort of automaton, so you. You know, anything that you hear in his voice, you are most likely projecting on him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got it. So are all of you okay? Drew goes upstairs feeling slightly bad about the robot being are, outside. Well, are we going upstairs or are we going back down into the... Uh, uh, oh, we're going up to our room. Yeah, I thought we were going to our room or are we going somewhere else? And I'm like, 
I'm holding my shield class. I have one in each arm, like little teacup dog. <laughs> little teacup dogs. <laughs> I imagine the Jorana recloaked, right? Uh, yeah, she did. Yeah, she um, she had her hood down while she was in the alley, but as soon as she stepped out, she had re rehooded herself. Yeah, but like, what's that about, man? Well, you can I'm sure you can ask her. Yeah, let's go to our room. I got questions. Okay. Why aren't so you, you all... in school, young lady? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have classes? <laughs> so you all head up to the the spoon room. And you are able to talk freely. Durana takes the cloak off and you see that she's in uh, the similar attire that she was in when you met with her at the university. Which is a charcoal cloak with turquoise stuff on it. Dear Lord. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. She is also a deep that elf. That was dope. For reference. She is a deep elf. Whoa. That was dope. Thank you. Loved that. Do that way more often. So proud of you. <laughs> I'm going to need you to do that for the last 45 episodes. <laughs> it's going to be kind of hit or miss, but I can do my best. <laughs> no, it's you're, you're doing a great job. Agamir's got a, a memory better than anyone else in the party. That's for sure. It's a diet of fish. Yeah, you've got those, got those omega-3 fatty acids. <laughs> so why are you here, Dorena? Well, I'm sure Saf told you about the letter that she sent to me. Yeah. So I've been actually investigating the newly proclaimed Consul of Fellows. Oh. Well, then why are you here? Well, to be honest, I feel like this is much more important than my duties at the school. No, I meant in luck specifically. Oh, uh, well, it's as far away from Entepa as I could get. On short notice. Makes sense. And fellows itself. Um, being, uh, I, I did a little um, light prodding into Kelvin's past. And uh, it might have caught the attention of some of his cronies. So some of them came around asking for me at the university and I made... I, I took my leave while the going was good. Got it. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Okay. So you're not just book smart. Uh, no, no, I am not just book smart. Thank you for noticing, Agamir. So what did you learn? Well, in the letter that Sap sent, she had mentioned that uh, Kelvin came to Fellows about nine years ago from Tor. So I was actually looking into the that expedition and this Danae, uh, I actually found the Lord Keeper. Uh, his name is Karen Danae. Whoa. And uh, he was a junior Lord Keeper at the time. He's actually working in the archives now. Karen? Who's Karen? Yeah, Karen Danae uh, came back from Tor with Kelvin and uh, Halfling. In, it's in the manifest, the report's don't really give her a name, but um, there are indications that there may have been others that came back with them, but the, the, the manifest is a little hazy, and it really only mentions Karen himself and Kelvin. Uh, based on that report, Kelvin was actually uh, recommended for uh, a role that had just opened up as a golden mantle of fellows. So shortly after he came back, he actually ran for the seat and won it. So he's, he was there ever since. I've actually been 
continuing my research. That's one of the other benefits of being so close to Lux is that it is very close to the archives. And so I've been doing a little digging myself to see more about this Karen Denae fellow. It seems that he's working in one of the, uh, the museums here in the archives. And I haven't gotten close enough to ask him any direct questions, but we may be able to, uh, to get a little info out of him. He seems, he's not guarded at all. He's just seems to be doing his own thing up in the archives. He hasn't launched any other expeditions, hasn't been part of any sort of research. He's it seems to be more of an administrative Lord Keeper than anything else, from what I can tell. Interesting. So then we need to go talk to this Danae character. Yes. Like now. Like ASAP. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you all are currently... Wanted dead or alive? Yes. Yes, that's... <laughs> that, yeah. Thank you, thank you. I, I wasn't quite so sure how to put it. Didn't know if you knew. Yeah, but like, that's... That's, you know, that's nothing. We also need to go to the archives. Is it? (laughs) It's not that it's nothing. It's just the person, the golden mantle we quote unquote murdered is actually sitting inside the tavern with us. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Yeah. She's alive. Sokova is alive. We didn't murder her. Kelvin framed us. He did it. So Sokova's in... The pub right now. Yes. By herself. With her... No. Her honor guard. She is with one... the honor guard. One injured person. She probably needs more protection. Hey, you don't have to tell people that. Shush. <laughs> the sling doesn't give it away? Nah, but like, I feel like Ord could still take some people out. Ord is alive as well? Yeah. Yes. Well, um, but like, here's the thing: if we say, if we just come forward and say, "Hey, they're alive, and we're we're totally innocent," Kev- Kelvin's ooh, almost called him Kevin. Kelvin's just gonna find a way to murder them again because clearly he he's got it out for him. So we need to f- find out what's going on before we kind of miraculously reveal this. Yeah. Well, I can keep them safe here in the pub in the with the Knights of Halartha. So I mean we're. We're really just a bunch of scholars, mostly. However, some of us do have some fighting ability, and we're being helped by those of more of a shadowy persuasion. We'll say that sounds great. We can we can talk to them about that in a bit. But speaking of Halartha, Safina, don't we uh, need to? talk about Halartha? What do you... I can't remember. I just remember that we needed to talk about Halartha. Yeah, okay. So, quick recap. Halartha was the augur of the incarnate. We need to find her writings in order to save the twin Amo from Kelvin, because Kelvin already has one of the four Amo. Um, he, he has one of the Amo, one of these shield colossi. Yes. So what would he do with a 15 or 20 foot statue? They're, uh, well, they're really like this. They're really like 150 feet tall. 
I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> the one, the one we, we encountered one. The one that he has, we're pretty sure. Amogelt. In the shade pocket. What? Yeah, so in the shade pocket there was a giant Amo that was, I'm thinking, captured by Kelvin. And then on the Bulwark Isles we ran into Amo Ferric, who in his natural state was 150 feet tall as well. So he kind of transferred his consciousness into the small relay so that we have him with us. When she says ran into, what she really means is almost died like eight times trying to get to. Yeah. <laughs> By an agent of Actively Kelvin. Actively suck him out. Like, we didn't, like, just run into him. Yeah. Like, oh, hey. On purpose. <laughs> Look at you. You're a big boy, aren't you? Like. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I must be missing something because are you talking about the shade pocket that occurred a few months ago in Fellows? Yeah. The, the largest one that... Anyone had ever seen the the Lorekeeper report stated that those there was nothing out of the ordinary that happened. Yeah, about we were that. In it. Those Lorekeeper, there are some Lorekeepers. I don't know how many that are not on the up and up, and they are working with Kelvin, specifically a Lorekeeper named Saloran. I S- remembered his Sal- name. Saloran. Yeah. You you're joking, right? No, I'm not. He's bad. He Absolutely tried to kill us. Absolutely not. Fuck that guy. Well, this is a surprise. Um um you how long have you been off of Alari? About 20 days. 20 or days. So. 20 days. Uh, well, um Saloran has been named one of Katrina Duststone's golden mantles. Hmm. Who's that? Where's that person? Katrina Katrina Duststone, the Consul of the Archives. Well, fuck. (laughs) Great. That uh, that sounds about right. This with the way everything else is going is not going great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was there when Calvin revealed himself as a villain, as not a good guy, and was present when we were. Stabbed and took all our worldly possessions, and that is including a right. lot of money that was meant for a boat. Yeah, not cool, man. <laughs> Agamir starts to try and <laughs> s- s- looks away. Pat him on the shoulder. He was falsifying those reports to hide what they were really doing, which had something to do with Amo Gelt, one of the big shield closets. Oh, okay. Um, well, this is a, a, a lot of information that I am going to do a lot of research over, but the, the most important thing is that we need to get Sokoba and Ord hidden away with the Knights of Halartha. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we have to continue our, our research on this Karen Denae. Uh, we've got to figure out what Saloran is trying to hide. We also need to figure out the Halartha's writings so that we can stop this crazy prophecy. Prophecy? Ah, shit. We didn't tell her that. Ah, part. Fine, that one might be better left to Ammo Farrick. Can you still? Can you reach out to him? She closes her eyes and is silent for a moment, and uh, she comes back and she says, "Oh, well, um, we have a lot to do, don't we?" Yeah, 
Because Kelvin's the wicked one, for sure. <sighs> okay. She steals herself and looks like she's, um, she has a determined look in her face. And she says, all right, well, let's get to work then. Yeah, work. Sounds good. Like, I want to trust her so bad, but I'm just like, I, I feel like at any second, just like with Joss, and I mean, even though we all kind of knew Calvin was a shit bag, still, he just turns around and stabs us, like, literally in the back. So, I don't trust people. Well, I was in the front. Well, Safina trusts her implicitly. Good for you. You're a naive little child. <laughs> Drew trusts her, and she's only been living underground for, like, years. And Drew also trusted a person that turned into a dragon. 100% implicitly. <laughs> We have little choice. I feel like Agamir and I are like just so jaded now at this point that we're just like so on edge. Like you're paranoid about everything around you. I'm paranoid about every person around me. Nice. So between the two of you, we are covered. There's one other thing, Scar. What? You are, you're probably going to want to lay the, the most low when kelvin came into power he put out the warrants for all of your arrests dead or alive for most of you however it seems as though um he has put a bounty out for you scar he will only take you in alive great and and i don't know for what purpose fun On the wanted posters, it states that you left your post in disgrace and were a, um, how did he put it? Uh, You were a a blemish on all copper mantles. Mmm, hate that. Uh. She's got a look of pure fury. Drew steps back away from Scar. On her face. (laughs) And I've got like that, I've got like the flames of hell burning in my eyes right now. Like I am fucking pissed because I took my reputation very seriously and I am not okay. So you will want a very good disguise. Oof. Yeah, I'll give him a disguise. Yeah, well. That didn't make any sense, but whatever. (laughs) We've got our work cut out for us then. Yes, quite. Um, I'm going to take off that motherfucker's head if it's the last thing I do. It's just that's it. For the next, like, 45 minutes, Scar just, like, mumbles under her breath. <laughs> that motherfucker. We'll all we'll be there to see it. Gosh. Yeah, basically, I'm Joe Pesci every time he gets hurt in Home Alone. And you're cradling the... Uh, the wee babby shield colossi that you've got. <laughs> yeah, my little toy pets. The two, the twins. I forgot to mention this just for flavor uh, and for fun because I want them to do this. They don't move while they are smallified. <laughs> so they look like nutcrackers. <laughs> they go like rigid and like when you hold them, it's like you're obviously holding like some sort of toy. They don't look like they could move at all. This is my Oscar. <laughs> yeah. This is my emotional support doll. <laughs> yeah, you can make them, you know, do whatever you want. Make them kiss, but you can't pose their limbs. Are they uh, fully, uh, what's the word? Articulated? Yes. <laughs> uh, no, they are not. They are static. It's as if they became 
solid stone. Okay. Well, should we this year should we send to have uh, Ord and Sokoba brought to the knights of Halartha? That's probably the best plan. Yes. Yeah, they're downstairs, right? Yeah. Yeah, so let's just get them and bring them here or to them. I'm like increasingly worried. So I'm like, let's go make sure. Yeah. Let's go put them in the bunker right now. Okay. Let's go make sure they didn't get taken. Okay. So you go down to the, the main room of the pub and Sokoba and Ord are right where you left them. Sokoba does have a hood up. Ord isn't going to be as easily recognized, so he's not trying to hide himself. Okay. So, what's going on? We found a secret society and we want you to live with them. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. No. No. (laughs) No. no. (laughs) Thank you, but no. I scoot up on the chair next to Sokoba and I say, we found help. They know how to get us and they know about Kelvin. They know that you're alive and they want to protect you and Ord. Yeah, we've met an old ally. (sighs) Well, it's good to hear that we still have some allies out there. Um, where are they? I motion with my head towards Dorina Raven Ridge. She has her hood up again. Yeah, her and um, her friends. Why don't we tell them to come with us to the back, the downstairs room thing, mm-hmm. so that she can take her hood off? Yeah, sounds good. I said, follow us, and I head towards the door. All right, everyone is uh, at the the staircase where the door is, down to the sub basement. Can I try knocking the pattern? Yeah, go for it. Roll me a performance. Scar still has steam coming out of her ears. I'm like so pissed now. Like really pissed. Six. <laughs> you give it a valiant effort, but it's a pretty complicated pattern. And uh Dorena comes up and says, Here, here, it's like this. And she knocks on the door. And you commit it to memory. Sweet. And Va opens the door and lets you all in. <sighs> You're back. Oh my god. It sounds like a race car noise that a kid would make when they're changing gears. Like, (laughs) every time I do it, I think of the um, uh, Monsters Inc. Oh, Roz! Yeah. Did you turn in your paperwork? Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. (laughs) So you all are now in the the hideout of the Knights of Halartha. You see Brunix over there. He's sleeping in the corner. <laughs> Boz sitting at the door. There are multiple, multiple other people. Uh, you do notice that there's a, uh, a half orc there that you recognize, kind of halfways. Are you refer- are you tra- are you referring to Brandon? No, I'm not. <laughs> That's a good. That was a good guess, though. That Which one was good. Zach? Was a what? Zach was uh, Zach Stormwind was a blue uh, brooding tiefling. Oh, okay, yeah, he was a tiefling. Brandon was a healing student in a tank top with Kanye glasses. Yep, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we met another orc. Yep. Was it one of what's his name's little like minions? What's his name? Reg. Did one 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 of them an orc? No, they were both Goliath. 
Oh, that's what they were Goliath. I knew they were. No, big. you you look at this orc and you think that you recognize him, and then you hear something that you immediately realize that you know who this is. I'm going to give you fish. These are the best fish I have. I thought Talurth was a dragonborn. Was he? He is a dragonborn. He is a dragonborn? Mm-hmm. He's a yeah, dragonborn. he was an orc. Crazy Talurth was a dragonborn. Sorry, yeah. there's a dragonborn sitting there. <laughs> fresh fish. Fresh fish. Yeah, I wrote his name down. I didn't write his race down because I didn't think I was ever going to use him again. Yeah, he was definitely a dragonborn. <laughs> but you loved him. Yeah, because I remembered that I sent him to Lux, and then I didn't yeah. think y'all were ever going to find yourselves in Lux. And then I was like, you know who'd be great for the resistance? Crazy to lurk, the same Tullers! fish merchant. Tullers! Yay! My Crazy friends! <laughs> <laughs> you made it! <laughs> you made it! You did it! Look at all my coins! I'm rich! Yay! We knew I you could do it. Real excited to leave for him. He he's dressed in the finest dragonborn garb that you have seen. Nice. He looks Hello. like he's doing very well for himself. Aww. We knew you could do it, buddy. I know. I'm so happy you all are I here. Know. <laughs> are you knights now? Oh, uh, uh, nothing official yet. I mean, that's that's we're a lot friends, of friends of the friends of friends of knights. That's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, so he has some fish there for you to eat. Sounds good. Oh, <laughs> Is it for free? Way better than the fish that he used to have, probably. Yes, he's, he's very excited to give you this fish. Look at this. I love living on the water. I can get such fresh fish here. Yep, that's where they live. I, I just kind of shamelessly dive in. It's about right. Yes, please eat up, eat up, eat up. <laughs> so, you are now back where you started in this episode. Something, something good needs to happen at the end to keep those listeners hooked. We just found crazy Talurth. We've we found Talurth. We've got Sokoba and Ord with us, and we yeah. I so I explained to Vaughn like and. Raven Ridge is here as well, right? Oh, yeah. She's got to take her hood down. They haven't seen her yet. Oh, that's right. They don't know who she is. You're right. Do they know each other? Because she knew who they were. Just because they're deep elves doesn't mean that they know each other. I didn't. First of (laughs) all, I totally forgot that Sokoba was a deep elf. That's not what I meant. I meant because she's like, you know, a professor at the university in Entepa. And that's where Ord took care of. Now I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah that guy he's only been dead like a month i know whatever whatever uh, <laughs> that guy. i'm just saying i just meant i meant or did she know or she knew who they were when we mentioned their names so like do they know who she is there's only one way to find out yeah take your damn hood off girl Dorena takes her hood down and uh and it's Ord's long lost love no <laughs> Yeah, they embrace. No. Um, <laughs> Dorena takes her hood down and says, Sokoba, it's good to see that you're alive. And Sokoba says, well, it's good to be alive. And she looks at, uh, Dorena looks at Ord and says, Ord, it's always a pleasure to see you. And Ord says, mm. yeah. Oh, there's something there. 
okay? <laughs> Unrequited love, maybe? Same. <laughs> Always. I'm just Why kidding. We, we're so, like, desperate for tea that we're just like, <laughs> yeah. hanging out like, what does that if mean? If there's not something there now, there will be. I'm gonna just start another campaign for you all. Call it D and T. <laughs> that's, that's coin. No, we need to coin that like right now because someone else will take that. Cut this. Yeah. Cut that out. Copyrighted it. Cut that it's, out of the podcast. No Don't let that it. go live. All right. Um, I'd like to roll an insight. Insight for wh- why was that so awkward? Why that was so uncomfortable? Yeah. Awkward. Would you roll? That's a natural 20. Okay. <laughs> like, you act like that's going to get you something. If there's nothing, I don't know, it doesn't matter. But I rolled a nat 20. Yeah, but I, I say that all the time. I critically know what happened now. Well, you you get a little more insight than others would. So you look at that exchange happen, and you feel oddly like there's a teacher-student relationship there, and that Ord was maybe the student maybe he's not as great a student as you might have thought he was <laughs> oh boy okay so nothing dirty no Damn. that's some good tea yeah nothing dirty just a student teacher relationship keep going yeah those are never dirty those are never dirty that's another podcast that's daddies and dungeons no it's also not them sorry it's dungeons and daddies yeah dungeons and daddies i haven't listened to them but i've heard very good things yeah, same. So awkward. Yeah, you you get a weird like teacher student vibe from it um, from that interaction. So as you can see, Ord, we can trust them. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he recomposes himself. So where will we be staying? Well, um, we we have some lodging over here. Brunick. Huh? Huh? I love this guy. <laughs> um, can you can you please unlock the doors? Yeah. And he smacks his hand down on the table and uh, like five doors open up out of the walls. Just one, Brunick. And just one door is open. I'm guessing he's like a wizard. So there is a room there for Ord and Sokoba. It's well uh, appointed and they have a safe place to be now. Perfect. Is there anyone that can heal him? You can you can try and see if there is. Do you want to ask that in character? Or? Yeah, I, would, I thought that was me asking character. This is why we need character voices. Well, Scar, I mean, I, the fact that I'm even talking right now is me distracting myself from how angry I am. You, Nicole, or you, Scar? Me, Scar. And me, Nicole, I'm pissed. Porque no los dos. Yeah, IRL, I'm pissed at, at Kelvin too. Fucking Kevin. But yeah, no, I'm trying to distract myself and, and you know, getting Ord healed so that there's no more remnants of what that bastard did to us. That'll help a little bit. Uh, Well, as much as it pains me to say, Brunick is our best healer. So... <laughs> no. Brunick, would you mind coming here, please? Okay. <laughs> so you have 22 wrinkles now? At least 22. Okay. Uh, a new one pops in. He gets up, goes over to Ord, and uh, 
like puts his hand on his leg, on his thigh. And he goes, okay, hold still. I'm going to hear your leg. <laughs> Brunick, no. Not his leg. His arm. Huh? And Brunick opens his eyes for the first time this whole exchange. All right. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. He puts his hand on his arm. He goes, Bop. I love it and Ord says well I hardly think that that's gonna wait a minute and he takes his arm out of the sling and he moves it freely and he says you magnificent son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) you did it you crazy son of a bitch and you know what that's where we're gonna end (laughs) on a a happy note yay Nice. So, uh, let's see. I got to name a village idiot here. Uh, da, 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 uh, you know what? I'm the village idiot for forgetting my NPC's name, who I thought was very funny and did not write it down after I was so proud of myself. You also uh, forgot what Rachel Earth was. Yeah, I also forgot. It's just me for not remembering my NPCs. You know what? I'm going to write to Earth stuff down. Hold on one second. Crazy to Earth. Did I say what color he was? I think you did. I feel like you did. Blue? I don't remember the color, but I feel like you did uh, give him a color. Uh, might have been silver. It might have been blue. Silver or blue? That sounds like me. No, I was blue. Kira, Kira was blue. Yeah, so it might have been silver dragonborn. Yeah, she was blue. Uh, but uh, Urzek was also a silver dragonborn. I'm oh, right. that's right. You remember the one that uh, Drew melted? Yeah. Brutally murdered. T A L U R T H. T Lurth. I just have to listen because that episode is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm the Village Idiot this week. Thank you all so much for listening uh, to this episode of the podcast. I hope you had a great time listening. I had a great time DMing, and I hope my players had a great time playing. So, uh, if you want to reach out to us on social media, maybe give us some of the NPC names or something. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Where can they do that, Nicole? Yeah, you can go to Twitter at Village Idiot Pod and uh, tweet at us for that. So, if you want to talk to me on Twitter personally, you can find me at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me at J Roma Twenty. I'm at Neurotic Good. I'm at Village Idiots DM. And you can't find me because I'm too busy being a rogue. That's what I got. Stop it. <laughs> too busy eating fish with crazy tillers. Crazy um, tillers. <laughs> too busy hiding in San Francisco alleys. <laughs> <laughs> also, since we've only got about six episodes left at this point in our season one story, or I don't know how to say that. Yeah, six, six episodes left in season one. Start getting those uh, bets in on who's going to be the ultimate village idiot for season one, the winner. Mm-hmm. Got six more chances. I think right now Nate's in the lead, or it's a close tie between me, Nate, and Drew. Somewhere. We're all like all within one of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to be a wild race. Yeah, it is. It's neck and neck right now. Yeah, Agamir is like way at the bottom. Yeah. Safina got up there for a couple episodes. <laughs> So we also have a website, villageidiotspodcast.com, where you can see the tally so that you can place your bets. And uh, we also have the gold count for Agmir Ship, which is now back in in working order, (laughs) not at zero. And uh, artwork 
dope some dope maps that uh, Nathan has made that are gorgeous. And uh, my favorite thing is the link to our Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, want to hear more from your favorite idiots? Well, you're in luck because we have a Patreon. For just a couple bucks a month, you'll have exclusive access to some DM insights with Nathan and behind the screens. Listen to Nicole and I BS and What's What with Dilly and Dally, and even a mini prequel campaign set in the world of Lanamora. If a subscription to our Patreon is too much of a commitment for you, we'd love if you could leave us a quick review on iTunes. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends about us. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so stay tuned. Yes, please stay tuned. Find out what happens next with Crazy Tullerth, the Sand Fish Merchant, and Brunick, the codgerly old wizard, and the whole Knights of Halartha crew. They don't really seem like much of knights now, do they? What's <laughs> happening now? Well, until next week. Bye. 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 That was so painful. <laughs>